0: Hi, welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I am the film critic for the website Quipster.net. Thank you so much for listening, I hope that you enjoy this review, I'm excited to talk about it because I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. Of course the movie I'm talking about today is going to be Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, but before I get to that I do want to mention that you can catch all of my reviews in written form at my website, that's qwipster.net. quipster.net, you can also find more of my podcast reviews at the In Session Film Podcast, go to insessionfilm.com for more details. As I mentioned, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story is the film I'm going to be reviewing today. Science fiction, action fantasy, PG-13 rated because of extended sequences of science fiction, violence, and action. The runtime is two hours and 14 minutes. The main star is Felicity Jones with supporting roles going to Ben Mendelsohn, Diego Luna, Mads Mikkelsen, Forrest Whitaker, Alan Tudyk provides the voice of one of the main droids, Donnie Yen, Wen Jiang, Riz Ahmed and others are in this film. The director is Gareth Edwards and the screenplays by Chris Weitz and Tony Gilroy. I think critics get a little reticent whenever talking about franchises that have rabid fan bases who are going to either, before they even see the film, say that they're going to completely enjoy it or maybe even purists will feel that, hey, the original Star Wars trilogy is all there ever should be and anything else is just garbage. We've seen a lot of this happen with the prequels. You know, a lot of people went and they saw... 3, 4, up to 10 times, maybe more, in the theaters of the Star Wars prequels, and they came out loving it, and then over the years, they've decided, you know, maybe because of other people who have been poking holes at it, that they now all of a sudden hate it, and there's nothing whatsoever within those films that are worth anything. Now, I happen to be a film critic, but also a fan of the Star Wars films, so I'm very conflicted about this, because I also initially enjoyed the Star Wars prequels when I first saw them, and I've actually still continued to enjoy them. Even though I do recognize that there are major flaws within those films Certainly Jar Jar Binks Some of the attempts to mollify three-year-olds in the audience with a lot of cutesy characters They're very embarrassing to take it's really hard to defend them on this level but there are so many strong points to the prequels that i still enjoy them overall i like a lot of the battle sequences i like the tie-ins with greek mythology and greek tragedies obviously if you know me you know that i have a degree in classic so i am very into ancient greece and rome and so i enjoy these kinds of stories and i actually find a lot of them very exciting I know that this is somewhat blasphemous for people who have decided that they are going to excoriate anybody who says anything worth anything about the prequels and just want to forget them, but hey, I'm a film critic and a film fan, so I'm just going to call it like I say this, I still enjoy a lot of aspects of the prequels, and I will continue to say that until such a day where I look at them and don't see anything worth anything. But enough about the prequels, I'm here to talk about Rogue One, and Rogue One is a a Star Wars prequel, I guess, in its own fashion, because it does take place before the original trilogy. Some people are calling it a spinoff because it's not really a Skywalker story, although there is a Skywalker in this film. Darth Vader does make an appearance, so I don't understand why they would completely disregard this. I would call it more like Episode 3.5, if you want to call it that. So it basically takes place almost directly before the original Star Wars, episode four. And basically the premise comes from the fact that in the original crawl of episode four, there was a mention in that that rebel spies had stolen the secret plans for the Death Star. Now this film has no title crawl, as it's not really part of the chapters of the Skywalker saga, as I mentioned, but it does flesh out the middle ground between episodes three and four in that way. And that's why I'm gonna call it episode 3.5 unofficially. Felicity Jones is a star. She plays Jin Erso, who is the daughter of Galen Erso, played by Mads Mickelson. Galen is a scientist who turned farmer who once reluctantly helped design the Death Star for the Empire. Jin ends up running away from harm when her father gets captured, and then he goes under the iron hand of the director of this massive weapon project. The director is named Orson Krennick and he expects Galen to finish what he started for the Empire. We catch up with Jin later. She's an adult now, she's been trained by a man named Saw Guerrera played by Forest Whitaker, on the ways of being a soldier, a fighter. And then she's in prison, but a man named Cassian Andor, played by Diego Luna, he's an espionage agent who works for the Rebel Alliance. He sees her potentially as a help to their side in order to find that scientist, Galen. And in so doing, they end up assembling that so-called ragtag team of fighters that end up going on a mission to snatch The blueprints for the Death Star, including that very famous one that exploits the Achilles heel of the Death Star. And they have to do all of that before the Death Star wrecks havoc on the terrified Rebel Alliance. There's a lot more to the story than that. It's a very convoluted plot. I don't know that I understand all aspects of it myself on the first time watch. I assume I'll know more when I watch it again, I'm sure, sometime before it leaves theaters. But right off the bat, though, even though we're in the Star Wars universe, there are some things that are a little bit different. It feels a, It's a little bit different vibe. I can respect that. The, the rousing score from John Williams here is being replaced by the scoring of Michael Giacchino. And the original score does return in this film from time to time to remind us, ultimately, unfortunately, how much more effective it is than anything new that we're hearing now. It's just one of the reasons why the first two-thirds, I feel, of Rogue One fails to generate the kind of excitement that we're accustomed to seeing from the prior seven films in the main Star Wars arc. The final 40 minutes of Rogue One are a different story. That's where battles in space and on land begin to take over. And it does up the tempo of what had come before and actually generates a modicum of interest in seeing these coursing battles rage across space, across land, across tropical islands. Yes, there are major skirmishes near water in this one, so that's new. It's no secret that the folks at Disney, it turns out, were not exactly happy with the product originally turned in by director Gareth Edwards. They ordered reshoots to gin up some more excitement, to make it feel a little bit more like Star Wars, at least how they come to see it, before unleashing Rogue One to the eager, ravenous fans. And so it's a little bit schizophrenic. It feels like one movie for two-thirds, and then it feels like another movie for the final third. And unfortunately, by the final third, a lot of people may have already dropped their interest to the point where they're just wanting to be done with it. But certainly, this film does have its share of fans. It's getting pretty good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and, but I hasten to say the original trilogy also did. Upon the release, even though a lot of critics came to later change their grade. But it is what it is, as they say. On the downside of Rogue One, I think that in addition to the highly publicized appearance of Darth Vader in this film, there are a couple of smaller roles within the film that also feature characters in their visages of how we knew them in the original 1977 release. And unfortunately, these characters reside squarely in that kind of uncanny valley of CG characters. They're nearly perfect in their resemblance to the actual actors as they appeared in their original Star Wars costumes. But they're too obviously artificial in their facial expressions and their movements. They feel a little bit herky-jerky and the artifice of it is a distraction, unfortunately. So I wonder, given that Disney actually made a film that was somewhat like this in Tron Legacy, why they didn't learn their lesson on what not to do in terms of having CG representations of very well-known actors. And I also wonder, you know, if we're going to recast younger versions of actors in other prequels and spin-offs, you know, it makes little sense for these particular characters to not be portrayed by some flesh and blood counterparts much like Ewan McGregor represented Alec Guinness as the younger Obi-Wan in the prequels or in the future there's going to be Alden Ehrenreich playing Han Solo replacing Harrison Ford we don't have a cg representation there why do we need it in this film that's a question that i have now the original star wars of course was a combination of many genre staples it's a melange of genre you had swashbucklers you had cliffhanger serials you had japanese samurai flicks you had westerns and a whole lot more all of them filtered through to extract the most exciting aspects into one glorified space opera hybrid they also applied joseph campbell's hero's journey as the template for the epic storytelling. Meanwhile, Rogue One, while it is passably entertaining, probably mostly for the diehard fans of the series, some of whom will champion this film as one of the finest in the big screen releases because of the multitudinous Easter eggs and fan service moments, as well as the fact that it does feel a little bit different, which is kind of refreshing in its way, given that Episode 7, The Force Awakens, was very much a rehash. But I do think that it's likely going to garner indifference from those viewers who are not already part of the cult of Star Wars. And there's going to be some disappointment among many of those fans who prefer the their Star Wars adventures to crackle with a lot of kinetic energy and whiz-bang moments of discovery. As we've learned in this era of realistic visual effects boards. it's going to take more than explosions and well-rendered alien planets to get us to drop our jaws in wonderment. So one of the more disappointing elements in seeing this tried and true dirty dozen type formula done to hit and miss success earlier this year with Suicide Squad, we had it more successful last year in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's mostly squandered in Rogue One because while certain members of the ragtag team have their individual moments to shine, the repartee among them as a collective feels mostly absent. There are only hints here of what might have been in the interactions between Donnie Yen's Blind Swordsman Chirrut Imwe, uh, who is the embodiment of Blind Faith literally here, as he believes the Force in an era when the Jedi are merely considered a relic of the past, and then his counterpart Wen Jiang's gun-toting warrior Baze Malbus, who believes only in the power produced when he squeezes his trigger finger. Meanwhile, there's this droid here called K2SO, who shoots up to the top of the heap of characters that bear watching in this film, even though he's completely a droid. And it's only because his character is improbably imbued with the most discernible personality traits among a human cast of mostly stock characterizations i'm not even going to mention the actors here or their performances because there really is not much for them to do and most of these actors are saddled with characters that are only individual character ticks away from being completely generic In addition to the trouble with engaging characterizations, I think Gareth Edwards, as the director, has real trouble building momentum or generating suspense for most of the early runtime of Rogue One. And that will cause us as the viewers to question how much of his original vision does reside in the much more exciting final third, where things really go into overdrive. Now, certain elements that are synonymous with the Star Wars franchise here are diminished, including that sense of fun, that discovery I mentioned, the adventure, though. The universal appeal to young and old alike i feel that many people will consider this of interest mostly to late teenagers maybe to some people into adulthood some people might find that refreshing But i think that young kids who are going to be brought no doubt to this film are going to likely stir anxiously in their seats for something to occur on the screen that's going to end up captivating them beyond just the fact that they're at the movies and they're watching a star wars film now while the many inert aspects of gareth edwards presentation don't carry all the way through i think there's just a little bit too much of it that permeates rogue one to not feel somewhat impatient for the film to kick in with some sort of adrenaline rush which it ultimately does but it takes such a long time to get there so in the end i think that despite being disappointed that rogue one is somewhat expendable and largely uninspired in its execution i do think that there are enough moments when it does come alive for me to give it a mild recommendation especially for fans of the franchise who are willing to take it in merely as a traditional war film that plays around in the sandbox that was originally created by George Lucas in the 1970s. That space battle toward the end is truly magnificent. The tropical island showdown for the ground troops is at the very least something we haven't seen before. So there is some interest that pops up from time to time, enough to give it a pass. And in addition to this, there are a good deal of nods to the fans of Star Wars who will no doubt find a lot of amusement and titillation in the many references here. I think Darth Vader's presence brings an excitement not generated by any other character in the film. He's barely in it, but it's enough to kickstart a little bit something a little bit of momentum when he does appear though I do think that the fan surface aspects will certainly vary depending on the level of knowledge that you as the viewer are going to be bringing into it if you have only a passing knowledge of Star Wars and you don't remember all the little details all of this will wash over you and you'll probably hear the hardcore Star Wars fans the ones in the Star Wars t-shirts or perhaps even dressing up in some sort of cosplay are going to be laughing and titillated throughout. So I think a lot of people will be having completely different experiences because of that. And while I do respect the effort here from Gareth Edwards and the other people who made Rogue One to bring a new story told in a different kind of way, I don't think that any future spin-offs should really follow suit. Because if I'm being completely honest, if Rogue One had been the very first Star Wars film, if this came before A New Hope, I don't think we'd see any of the others because I don't think that this is a compelling story in and of itself. If it's not tied into the Star Wars universe, I think most people would consider it just kind of a strange misfire and move on with their day and and not expect to see this crop up again. But it is a Star Wars film, so I guess you got to pick your side. Either you're going to firmly embrace this in the Star Wars universe or you're just ultimately going to consider it kind of like the Clone Wars film that was released in theaters on the fringes. Not really a real Star Wars film. I think time will tell where it ultimately will place, but I do think if I had my guess right now that it's going to be a fringe player once it's all said and done. So I'm going to give... Rogue One, three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do think that it is worthwhile for people who are fans of the Star Wars properties, who, you know, those people who have seen every Star Wars release in theaters, perhaps those who play the video games or read the comic books or dabble with a lot of the Star Wars mythos in other areas. You'll probably get enough of a kick out of this. If you feel like, well, it's going to take a really compelling story for me to go back to the theater, or if you're not a hardcore fan of the Star Wars films, you just kind of watch them and. They're enjoyable while they're on, and they are largely forgettable to you. This is not going to be anything that blows you away. This is not going to knock your socks off, I don't think. Even though some people are really touting this film for whatever reason at the moment. Maybe it's fanboy fervor, or maybe they just like the fact that they saw something different and want to applaud that. I can certainly respect that aspect of it. But I do think that the reaction to this film is going to run the gamut. Once again, just like the Star Wars prequels did when they were first released, People are going to love it. People are going to hate it. Ultimately, I think this is a war film where the war of opinions is going to rage on for the next few years before it's finally settled. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you do go out and see Rogue One and you have your own opinions, I would love to hear them. You can go to my website and find my contact information. Go to quipster.net, Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Also, while you're there, check out the nearly 4,000 reviews I've done in written form there. And don't forget, I also appear on the In Session Film Extra Film segment of the In Session Film Podcast. Go to InSessionFilm.com for more details on that. we got a lot of great movies coming up to talk about, so you'll definitely want to stay tuned there. Until next time, thank you, everyone. I hope that you enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. And if you do go to Rogue One and you love it, hey, I'm glad to hear it. Hopefully that fervor will continue for more Star Wars films to come, because I love Star Wars. I want to see more of these films. And while I'm kind of, no pun intended, lukewarm on this one, I'm still excited to see what more Disney has in store for future stories.